Hey guys, this is Emily. And Ashley. And this is Full Body Frights. Tonight, we're going to be discussing the 1987 slasher movie Hide and Go Shriek, as well as disappearances in the national parks in America, as well as the conspiracies that surround them. So let's get into it. So, Ashley, what do you think we should discuss first, the movie or the mystery? Uh, I think we should go ahead and do Hide and Go Shriek first, the movie. Okay, so I will start off by reading the back of my wonderful VHS copy (laughs) of Hide and Go Shriek because it is my favorite slasher movie. Um, So the back says, close your eyes, count to ten, and run for your life. Hide and Go Shriek is one game you'll be dying to finish. Eight friends sneak into a furniture store for an all-night graduation party. A game of hide-and-seek turns into a grisly nightmare as members of the group are murdered one by one, leaving the others to the chilling realization that they could be next. In the terrifying tradition of Friday the 13th and Halloween comes hide-and-go-shriek, a horrifying game of life and death. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, There is a lot more to this movie, than just what it says on the back. We have a um, killer that is a cross-dresser, and we have a red herring in it as well. So, what did you think of it? Honestly, I did not like it at all. It was boring to me. And I was like, I don't understand. When you first start watching it, you will not understand why it's called hide and go shriek and i was like where is why not they hide and seek yeah but you don't find that out (laughs) until later on in the movie well i mean what are they gonna do start out playing hide and seek at the beginning of the movie (laughs) (laughs) okay so the beginning of the movie it it started off really crazy with a prostitute getting killed and i'm like i hope this ties in somewhere cut to Oh, yeah, it cuts to these teenagers who's graduating high school. And they are going to their friend's dad's furniture store. They're going to sneak in and stay overnight. And, by the way, there are a bunch of mannequins in the store, which I've never seen a furniture store with mannequins in it. But They do talk about they that, do. Though. They do talk about it, yeah. Um, so, that, that I thought was creepy. I thought the mannequins were creepy. Um. So they start playing hide and seek, which is the reason that it's called hide and go shriek. And some of them, instead of playing hide and go, go shriek, hide and seek, they decide they're going to have sex and stuff because it's a slasher movie. And one of them is a virgin. So she wants to lose her virginity for the first time at a furniture store, which is beyond me, but whatever. And, um, so they all start getting killed, but they all don't know they're getting killed because... They're playing hide and seek. So, or oh, they're supposed to be. So, the furniture store has three levels. So, yeah, it's a huge store. Yeah. Um, and we have a really good striptease in it, too. It's I wanted ridiculous. to talk about that. I was <laughs> like, first of all, like, what is she wearing to? <laughs> oh, she's wearing the frumpiest. Well, okay. She's wearing really frumpy clothes anyway. And then when she takes off her clothes, uh, 
It's yes. it's the eighties. But I was like, okay, what? Why is she putting these high heels on? She has the shortest torso. Also, have you? Did you notice that? No, because I was like, why <laughs> is she putting on high heels with them ugly shorts and that shirt? Like, what is going on here? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But um, so the guy that owns the furniture store, his name is John, and he is uh, his girlfriend is Bonnie, and she's the worst actress of all time. Probably. So, um, well, but they don't die first, obviously. Uh, we have these two other characters that, that die, and then the killer starts dressing up in their clothing. Their clothes. First, I think he dresses up, though, in a mannequin's clothes. And then after he kills the first girl, he starts dressing up in their clothes. Yes. He um, dresses up in, uh, what was the, Melissa? Melissa, yeah. He dresses up in. Dinosaur earring girl. <laughs> he dressed up in her clothes first and then he goes and kills Sean and I don't know why I guess it's because I saw it in high school and <clears throat> when I was in high school I really like I didn't have a boyfriend and I was like oh my god this would like I would look at horror movies slasher movies and be like I want to go there and like with my boyfriend and have sex for the first time <laughs> like I would romanticize these movies which I don't but this was the main one I did it with and it's I don't know why but I thought I was Judy, even though I would have dressed better than her. So, uh, the one that wears the horrible lingerie and clothes in general. She's just, and also the thickest bangs I've ever seen. She has really thick bangs. Um, so, we end up finding out, spoiler, there's a guy living in the furniture store that, that John's dad had hired. And he was just out of jail. And the kids don't know that he's there. Um, so he's supposed to be, you're supposed to think he's a killer when he's obviously not going to be. Well, I mean, we find that early on that the dad hired an ex-convict anyways. Yeah, but, he's been in there since the beginning. Yeah, the but you, you, they want you to think that he's the killer because like even on the cover of the VHS, there, there shows a snake tattoo on the foot. Which is on him, right? Yeah, but it's on his hand. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so, they don't know he's there. He doesn't know they're, I mean, he knows someone's in there, but he thinks it's, I think he thinks it's people trying to burglarize the place, so he's going to go try to take care of things. Yeah, so that's what he thinks at first. Because, well, when he, do, when he does find the kids, the owner's son isn't with him, so, of course, he thinks they are trying to rob the place. And then there's like a fight with them yeah. and him. But when we see the real killer, it ends up being the guy from the beginning uh, yeah, that kills the, the prostitute, prostitute that was putting lipstick on in the opening. And he is, he's been dressing up in all of the girl's clothes. My favorite being when he dresses up in Kim's clothes. She's the girl with the blonde hair and the big boobs. And oh, the poor um, boobs. Yeah. He, he takes off her clothes, but he puts her on top of the elevator so, um, but the so kids scary. don't know, kids don't know that she's like tied to the elevator with her mouth gagged, even though you could still make noise, whatever. But my favorite scene is when they walk up and she, and he's like dancing and they think it's Kim dancing from the back. And then he walk he runs across the screen and giggles. That's my favorite part of the whole movie. I thought it was so funny, but that death is really good because he doesn't actually, the killer does not actually kill Kim. Oh yeah. The other yeah. kids kill Kim because well, they get on the elevator. And 
her head falls off. And it's a really good decapitation, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but there are, I will say, yes, it is my favorite slasher, but there aren't a whole lot of deaths. So we have the girl with the dinosaur earrings. She dies. Mm-hmm. Um, her nerdy kind of got set up on a date guy, Sean. Sean. Mm-hmm. Jo- the dad's son, John, he mm-hmm. dies. Um, is that? Porn star boob girl. Oh, porn star boob girl. Yeah, she dies, Kim. But then we have Judy and David. They're the the couple that she's losing her virginity. I don't know about him. Um, Randy with the buzz cut. Um, Bonnie, the most annoying character. So they're still alive. And they decide they're going to fight back, which I think is a really fun idea because Usually in horror movies like this, it's like the final girl. We don't have a final girl. We have a final group that's going to go after this guy. However, they think that it's the ex-convict Fred and not Zach. Yeah, that's his name, Zach. Yeah. So you find out at the end when Fred is approached with Zach that Zach was his boyfriend in prison. And he (laughs) came back because he wanted to make a home with Fred. That was cute, but like he, it was not cute. It was crazy. It's insane. <laughs> no, it's cute that yeah. Oh, it's like a little love story. I, yeah, and it is progressive for the eighties for uh, for them to even showcase like gay lovers. Yeah, and uh, I think you would probably call him a cross dresser who was gay. I don't think he was trans. Yeah, well, well may, I mean, maybe he was, but he it, di- he didn't come off. He didn't say that he he was. He pretty much said he was a man, but you know, was his like girlfriend, I guess. Yeah, and they had the matching tattoos. Oh yeah, they. I didn't even realize they were matching. <laughs> I mean, I know that they both had the tattoos, the but, snake tattoos. But I and, and another thing about this movie is it is really it's set in a really gritty and dark like downtown area which I usually don't like, but I love it. And there is a scene where they almost get away. They're like banging on the window because there's someone outside that could see them. Oh, yeah, them. that I think homeless, that that homeless man. Homeless people. And then don't police, are there police that walk by too or something? The police drive up to the homeless man and the cop was like, I don't even want to fool with him tonight. Let's go. But the reason why no one can hear them is because the store has been robbed before. So... I guess the owner's right-hand man put in, like, some strong plexiglass or whatever. Yes, shatterproof and soundproof, which I don't know if you could make it that. I mean, it's when it shows them, it's silent. Like, I don't know if you could make it that silent. Like, wouldn't they hear something, like a be- like a knock or something? I don't know. I don't know. But, um, so at the end, we have a showdown between Fred and Zach. Which is really ridiculous, the way that, that Zach talks to Fred. And um, he ends up falling down the elevator shaft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the, the we have three, three living people. Well, four. No, Fred doesn't live. Fred gets stabbed or something. I thought it was four. Well, there's... John, he dies. Randy. Oh, David. I was forgetting about David. David's the fourth one. Judy's boyfriend. So it's Randy, David, Judy, and Bonnie. 
they all survive. And Fred ends up dying. And then the very last shot, we see the hospital, the ambulance taking them away. And guess who's driving the ambulance? <laughs> Zach. Yes. <laughs> and then that laugh. So go on about your okay. dis- disdain for this movie. Okay, so it was just boring, basically, to me. It was boring. It took too long to get going. I, it was bad. Um, what I did like about the movie was when they go down to the basement and they're, like, freaking out. And one of them, I don't remember who, she opens up, like, a storage closet and then, like, um, Sean and Melissa fall out. And when Sean hits the ground and it pans back to him, you can visibly see him breathing. I love seeing stuff like that in movies yeah. where it's not supposed to be. Um, I love the the plot twist where Zach and Fred were gay lovers. I love that. Um, at one point, I thought John was going to be the hero because he was basically beating the crap out of Zach. And I thought he was going to win for a second. And... I really thought it was hilarious that Kim has some porn star boobs in high school. Yeah, well, they none of them look like they're in high school. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Melissa and Zach, they look like they were like sixteen. Zach, Zach, not Zach, Sean, I'm Sean, Sean. Sean. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. They were the only ones that I thought was like okay, yeah, they're like high school kids. But I don't think they were though. But um. I don't know. I like slasher movies because of the parts that they're like, I like the parts where no, no killing is going on. I don't like them because of that, but I like those scenes. Like the scene in Sleepaway Camp where they have the softball game that goes on for a really long time. Like, I love that scene. Like, I like it when they're just like having fun. I, th- I guess it goes back to me like romanticizing them and being like, I wish that I had a group of friends that could break into a, furniture store and hang out all night and I did like that part I was like I don't know (laughs) I wish one of my friends in high school's family owned a furniture store or something and we could go and get drunk I mean like (laughs) what kid didn't want to do stupid stuff like that I know well I didn't I was in high school so I was like (laughs) um yeah I want to do that and I want to find the love of my life because you know in my head David and Judy were going to be together forever (laughs) so stupid um so I guess do you want to talk Obviously, you know that I love this movie. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say about your opinion on the movie? The kills were good, although they were few and far between, and some of them were a little dark. They were inventive. <sighs> I mean, the, the sink one where it's... There, there's a girl that gets drowned in the sink. That's but Melissa. It, the, that's the first kill of the group yeah. of teenagers. Melissa. But it's like you see it from underneath the, the sink, sink, which is pretty cool. And then I'm like, he's just like beating her head in water. And then there's blood. And I'm like, where's this blood coming from? Because he's just dunking her head underwater. Oh, against the sink, I guess. I didn't hear it hit the sink. Did you hear it hit <laughs> I, the sink? I, I mean, I assumed it did, I guess, when I saw blood. That's, yeah, that's, and his, yeah. Sean's death is good where he falls on the... The spikes, yeah. And I then did like John that had a good death. Kind of. I like the elevator death. The yeah, best. no, that, and we'll we'll talk more about the F, the special effects guy because he did a really good job with that because it does. I didn't really. Usually, when there's a, de- a decapitation, you can really tell it's like a head model, like your you know a plaster cast. But yeah, I didn't think you could really tell in this one. I mean, obviously, I knew it was fake, but. <laughs> So we can get into the, I have some trivia. Okay. Not a lot because this movie is not very well known. And for a long time, it was really hard to get. So um, 
I have a lot of information about the actors that were in it more so than the other stuff. But apparently in the UK, it was called Close Your Eyes and Pray. And it was cut by 50 seconds for a long time until they put it back out, I think, in 2004. 50 seconds is a really long time to be cut out of a movie. What did they take out? Probably the entire head decapitation. They probably cut every single um, death scene. It's just going to make for a really boring movie. Yeah. And here, even in America, they cut 10 seconds to get an R rating. And that was a lot of the decapitation. There was more of, like, her head rolling and stuff like that. So they they, um, originally had that cut. So it was shot in an abandoned warehouse. It took three weeks in the summer of 1987, and it only had a budget of $300,000, which... It's pretty good considering what they did with it. The lighting could have been a lot worse in that dark building. Oh, I thought the lighting was perfect. Yeah, and I mean, the deaths were good. The acting was... There were some people that did okay. You really... I didn't think her acting was that bad. Funky Jones, a.k.a. Bonnie. Oh my gosh, she's the worst. I didn't think so. I don't understand. How would you feel if I don't know? I wouldn't act like that though. You would, would you be like, I don't understand what's going on? Well, I wouldn't be like crawling. She does, she like just wails for like 20 minutes of the movie. She's just like going around. She doesn't know, like, she can't get it together. And everyone's like, you have to fight with us. And she's like, I can't. And it's like, everyone else is like, you have to. Her boyfriend just got killed. Well, she loved him. Yeah, she was going to get married to him or whatever. I mean, whatever. (laughs) You're in high school, you'll find someone else. Okay. So, it was released limitedly in November of 87, and then again in February of 88, and then it came out on video in April of 1988 in America, and the VHS cost $79, which, what I mean, which is a lot, but I think a lot of VHS around that time were pretty expensive, because they were only selling them to, like, rental stores and stuff like that, because you, most people didn't have a VCR. Um... The director, Stuart Skip Schoolnick, his first directing job, uh, or not first directing job, but he was an editor on Halloween 2, which I thought was interesting. Um, He directed a lot of episodes of the show Angel, and he's produced episodes of Sons of Anarchy and The Walking Dead. And I told you I was going to talk to you about the uh, special effects guy. It was Screaming Mad George. He's this Japanese guy that does awesome special effects. He uh, has done them from Predator, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4, Society, Bride of Reanimator, Beyond Reanimator, Children of the Corn Part 3, American Werewolf in Paris, um, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 and 5. And he's famous for his latex effects, which is probably why the head decapitation was pulled off so well. And I also read that he had Annette Sinclair, who played Kim, porno boob, the one that the girl that got her head cut off, he had her do her own makeup on her fake head so it would look real. Oh, that's neat. Which I think is cool. And then I'll quickly go over some roles that some of the actors in this movie have been in. Sean Kanan, who played John, this was his first movie, but he went on to be in General Hospital, Bold and the Beautiful, Young and the Restless, and he was the villain in Karate Kid 3. Um, the guy that plays Randy with the buzz cut, I knew him already when I saw this movie because he is in Slumber Party Massacre Part 3 and he plays a really big role in that movie. Um, the guy that played Sean, the nerdy guy, mm-hmm. 
I remembered him from being in a few episodes of Beverly Hills 90210, and he was also in an episode of Tales from the Crypt, Growing Pains, and Evening Shade. So then we have some kind of whatever. The girl that played Judy was in some other horror movies like Shallow Grave, Bloodbath, and Psychotown. Bunky Jones, my fave. She was um, in a bunch of episodes of Dynasty. She was in The Kindred, and she was in the movie Grotesque with Linda Blair. But she was credited as Bunky Z in that movie. (laughs) And she died in 2015 at the age of 49, which I found interesting, but I could not find out how she died. The girl that played Melissa with the dinosaur earrings, she actually got her big break doing gymnastics in a tampon commercial. (laughs) (laughs) And then she was in Candyman, but I don't, I think she was like a secondary character because I, I, her name was Monica. Um, the killer, Zach, he didn't do much (laughs) after this, so, but the guy that played Fred, the, um, ex-con, he was a, the coroner in Nightmare on Elm Street, and he played a paramedic in Nightmare on Elm Street 4. But then he went on to produce, like, listen to this, Face Off, City of Angels, Snake Eyes, 8mm, Bringing Out the Dead, all with Nicolas Cage. So I don't know if he had, like, a thing with Nicolas Cage or what. But he also co-produced Slither, which I really liked, Haunting in Connecticut 1 and 2, and Pitch Perfect 1 and 2. So I like I like Haunting in in Connecticut 1, and I love Pitch Perfect. Have you seen Slither? No. It's it's good. I think you'd like it. It's kind of a monsterish movie, but which I usually don't like, but it's it's pretty well done. So you hated it, which I kind of figured. So <laughs> have fun with the rest of my movies that I pick because they're all lady slashers. I love 80 movies. I really do. It's just this one was boring well i don't think so but i also have nostalgia with it evil laugh evil laugh is the other one i don't know if you'll like but we're definitely doing it um didn't you broadcast that on one of the facebook pages evil laugh or something i've broadcast hide and go shriek also yeah i didn't really like i said it was boring but i think (laughs) evil laugh i think i watched like the ending of it of evil laugh it's it's supposed to be like a silly i mean it's it's not a good movie but it's it's cheesy but it's supposed to be kind of funny i love cheesy it's a precursor to scream it has a lot of scream what uh, evil laugh yeah like it has a guy that knows all the horror movie tropes so we'll be doing that one soon anyway i guess we'll walk we'll walk straight into um something more serious but maybe not (laughs) (laughs) maybe not okay the disappearances in National Forest, well, in, National in America, Park, not or National Forest or Park, yeah, yeah, but in only in America, yeah. Okay, well, I so, guess they're not national. What national parks and or what are they called in other countries? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I guess they're called national. I don't know. Anyway, I don't really care. I don't camp. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't I camp the, either. I hate the outdoors, so you won't be finding me like disappeared unless like Bigfoot exists so oh god you just had to bring up Bigfoot <laughs> like I don't do camping at all so oh. you can't find me camping but I love to go hiking and you know see nature so I Ew. could possibly no. <laughs> I could possibly disappear like this um that's not funny god. <laughs> <laughs> okay so and we thought it, we thought hide and go shriek would be the funny part 
And it, yeah, we <laughs> it was like more serious for hiding a shriek. And yeah, I don't know. Well, we had a lot to get. You have to watch hide and go shriek. Really, honestly, don't listen to her. It's so good. And also, we left a lot out, so you really need to see it. It's 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 pretty crazy. So. It's boring. It's kind of crazy though. Like the storyline. I mean, I love the plot twist. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Anyway, go ahead. National Forest disappeared, dead, whatever. Well, not all of them. Well, I know, but this is more up my alley instead of that boring slasher. She believes in Bigfoot. I didn't say that, <laughs> <laughs> but um, David um, Palladis, David Palladis does. He Politis. Politis. That's what it was. Yeah. David po- uh, David Palladis. He believes in Bigfoot. But he is also the one who really brought attention to the disappearances in national parks. Um, he has wrote wrote eight books. Um, the written. movie Missing Four One One. Written. Wr- wrote written. Whatever. Sorry, my parents are English teachers. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was. <laughs> oh God! Okay. I sound like an Let me start asshole. Over. I'm sorry. He has written eight <laughs> books. Is that better? Yeah. He has written eight books. Um, a movie is out. You can watch it on YouTube, and I'm. It's free. Yeah. Yeah, it's free. and you have ads on YouTube. And I don't. Sucks. But yeah, because you, you pay. You, yeah, I pay. I don't. I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and it's on YouTube, and it's called Missing Four One One. Other books are Missing Four One One. One of them is called Hunters, and then The Hunted. Blah blah blah. Who really cares? I guess the people that might want to read them. <laughs> <laughs> there are eight just, books. Just All you have up, to do is just find missing. David Politis, P-A-U-L-I-D-E-S, and then you can find his books. All you have to do is really look for missing 401, and it will bring up all eight books. Uh, he's a retired police officer. Uh, some rangers, two different rangers at two different parks, brought it to his attention about 10 years ago. And they're like, hey, you know, we were just chit-chatting, and we noticed that we've had a lot of people go missing in these parks with similar circumstances. Why was circumstances. he talking to him though? Like they why, came up to him. Where though? He doesn't. Was say. he already like writing and stuff like that, or was he like? No, he doesn't say. It? He doesn't say. Oh, okay. He said that. So just part- like random two rangers came up to him, was like, hey, FYI, write some books. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't say write books, but he was like, this is this is weird. We find this weird. I guess because they knew him and oh, knew okay. that he was a retired police officer. Oh, okay, that's why. I mean, that would make yeah, sense. That, that, I didn't know that part. So. And they were like, hey, so we, we find this kind of strange, like similar circumstances. Uh, nobody's really bringing attention to it. It's, it's just weird. And then, you know, David really goes in deep 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 in this rabbit hole and oh yeah <laughs> i didn't even look that far into it and he yeah he's and like down like, in there yeah you're like nope i'm out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i was like dude that's this dude bye <laughs> i mean there was like so many there's some um police phone calls the in the movie they talk about a kid named bobby who was camper like in the 80s i believe he was like partially deaf and David was like, most of the people that have disappeared have some type of disability or ailment. And he says he doesn't. Element? Yeah. Disability or element? What's an element? <laughs> uh, dis- a disability or the elements. Or the elements. Of- <laughs> what elements? Like the elements of the woods? Yeah, the weather. Oh, they've disappeared because of disability or because of the elements. Yeah. I thought you were talking about elements like it was like a part of a disability 
It's like yeah, elements are, are part of a disability. What are you talking about? Like, There's weather elements that are part of disability? I thought you meant physical disabilities. Oh. Uh, like being blind and then another element. Why would you be in the freaking woods blind? Hello, um, all of our blind listeners that go hiking, you can you can email her at, I'm just kidding. No, but like, <laughs> the people that have disappeared, they have ventured off on their own. Do you think a blind person is going to venture off on well, their own? Well, the yeah, woods? because they might accidentally, because they can't see the trail. Somebody is going to be with them. Maybe. Well, see, well, like Bobby, he was like partially hearing impaired. And one of the counselors came to get him he was fishing he liked to fish and was like hey it's dinner time and they're like oh okay so they start walking downhill it was like a straight shot wait was he at like a camp uh it wasn't really like a camp it was like a church thing that somebody oh, did oh okay so it was like a retreat yeah or something like that for, it was like for boys oh, oh okay church and boys anyway church and boys. <laughs> not a good mix in the cap in the catholic church I don't even, yeah, just, just listen to it and listen to the name of the church that was anyways. So, so the counselor starts walking back down and then he turns around. I'm assuming to say something to Bobby or whatever. And Bobby's gone. He disappears. And then like a year later, they find his body somewhere else where he didn't disappear to. Same circumstances, clothes next to him i mean it's just crazy yeah talk about the circumstances that they're found usually it's like uphill and then yeah like they're some of them not all of them some of them are like uphill miles away from where they disappeared um their clothes are folded next to them and they're laying in their own throw up yeah so they're like face down naked not all the way naked they still like oh underwear i thought okay well but their clothes are folded yeah, they've taken them off and folded them. Or someone has, I guess. Yeah. Well, Emily's... I don't know if it's someone else. I mean, it could be, but... You just... You don't think it's... You just think they just got hypothermia and... I do think it's weird that they... Like, a lot of people will say that they were, like, right next to them. Mm-hmm. And then turned around and they were gone. Like, how would you be that... Unless it was heavily wooded. I could see you not being able to see someone in a split second but not if not all the time like you just turn around and turn around they're gone Mm -hmm. so that's creepy but i don't know i just feel like well what what do you think it is i don't know honestly i don't know it's it's creepy like one of the survivors well i I wouldn't want to say survivor he was walking in the woods um i guess his dog ran off or whatever and he was walking and then he felt like a gush of wind just on his face. Yeah, I, I read about that one. And he was like, okay, this is weird. I, I don't know what's going on. So he says ahead of him, it was just woods. Everything looked normal. But he stuck his hand out. He's like, where is this wind coming from? And his hand disappears. And it was like um, like water. But his hand was dry, but his hand disappears. And he was like, nope, I'm out of here. Turns around and runs away. So maybe it's just like an, an, some people say another dimension. Some people say aliens. Some people say he's a liar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like. Uh, some people say it's cave people. Oh, my gosh. The cave people. Yeah, I didn't. I actually did not know about. I mean, I knew that I've I've watched movies about, you know, crazy people that live off the beaten path and kill people. You know, like, 
like wrong the movie, turn the and hills have eyes yeah or that like was texas like, chainsaw stuff like yeah, that Yeah, that was like based off the truth so but um the cave systems where there's like families hills have eyes wasn't based off of a true story yeah it was about these people who ran off into the woods oh wait no you're right Sorry, I was thinking of Texas. Well, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is too, but not <laughs> like, not a but but Texas Chainsaw isn't not based on a family. It's based on anyway. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, but like these people that live in caves, like there's a whole like it was other foot. species of people that live in it, they they're not like humans. That's what they say. They're like just this other species, like aliens or something that live in caves and like go out and I guess kill people in the woods is basically like how i read it yeah but their autopsies is like no blunt force trauma no entry or outer wound like which is hypothermia that's why emily says hypothermia. well also because i think they show signs of hypothermia yeah, well, yeah. i mean they've been in like especially the cold well even if it's if you're out in the elements for that long it, any kind of exposure can kill you so yeah, and, you know, some of them did die of it, of, or dehydration. Right, you know. which will both, I mean, because hypothermia and dehydration will make you go nuts. Yeah. So will carbon monoxide poisoning, I found out. That'll make you go nuts and act crazy, like paranoid and stuff. Um, which you can get from, like, driving in your car, apparently. That's a little fun fact for you being out <laughs> in the woods. You could get carbon monoxide poisoning. Well, if you drove to the trail and your car had been giving you carbon monoxide poisoning, there was a guy on Unsolved Mysteries that like went missing from his car and they eventually found him and he died of exposure like in the woods. How long was he in his car for him to get? Well, it was like years or maybe not years, but at least months. He, every time he drove his car, it was like slowly oh. poisoning him. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, that can happen like in your house and stuff. Yeah. And people will think you're going crazy. Like you'll start getting like real paranoid and stuff like that. I like people have been sent to mental institutions and stuff, and then they find out that it was because they were like, poisoned. Yeah. Hey, maybe that is maybe. I mean, probably I wonder, not everything. I don't think know. anybody has ever said that. I mean, it's a it's a good theory. I think not for probably not for most of these. I think most of these are probably hypothermia because there's something called paradoxical undressing that happens a lot of times when people. Um, are hypothermic so I looked up the definition and it said it is concluded that paradoxical undressing might be explained by changes in peripheral vasoconstriction in deeply hypothermic people it represents the last effort of the victim and is followed almost immediately by unconsciousness and death this facilitates the transfer of heat like taking their clothes off facilitates the transfer of heat from the warm person to the person with hypothermia, this results in a kind of hot flash that makes victims of severe hypothermia who are already confused and disoriented feel as though they're burning up, so they remove their clothes. Um, researchers have concluded that that can happen a lot of times. Like, most of the time when people are, like, severely hypothermic, that'll happen. Yeah, but that still doesn't... What David doesn't understand is experienced hikers and hunters who have gone out and disappeared and, you know, their friends and family are looking for them. And when you're a hunter, I was listening and he says that hunters know, like, if you get lost or whatever, what you do, because you will have your gear on you, is you shoot off three rounds. So 
your party will know where you are to so they can find you. And then if you're still lost, like an hour later, you shoot off another three rounds. They didn't do that. Well, I think that a lot of times, even with people that are really experienced when they go into these national parks, almost every time I've read about something that happened in a national park, there are areas of that park that no one really goes into Mm -hmm. that they haven't, you know, put trails in and stuff. And it's really easy to get turned around and lost in them, even for experienced people. And some really experienced hikers, I think sometimes might think, oh, well, I know what I'm doing. And maybe not bring enough water or not wear the yeah. right clothes because out in, like, the desert and stuff like that are, you know, all the temperatures are weird and it'll be, like, hot during the day and then it'll just, like, drop. Yeah. And maybe they're just not ready for it. Or they think they're going to be back sooner and they end up getting lost. And then, I don't know. But yeah, I also like read that. that happens. But, like, how do you be on a trail with someone and then all of a sudden – they disappear. Yeah, like I, I, no, I don't understand that one. The only thing that I could think of is if maybe there is like a a drop off or something like that that you can't see because there are leaves covering it, and then they fall in, like they fall, and then they can't get out, or like they're like they fall down like a ravine or something like that. And then like they search and search for these people in the same spot, uh, like twenty times, thirty times. They search for them for months or even years, and then like months or years later, the the people that disappear show up dead in a spot that has already been searched dozens of times i know bigfoot found him after they died and he was like i'm gonna be nice and he takes them and puts them where people will find them and folds their clothes (laughs) or the cave people what about their puke that's next to them well not all of them but some uh he carries it with him in a bowl (laughs) and puts it under i don't know uh, I also read, too, that suicidal people fold their clothes a lot of times before they kill themselves. I don't, uh, yeah, it's just a thing. So there are some people that probably go out there and, to kill themselves. And Well, then that would just take me back to Cindy James then, which you uh, went She didn't fold grocery, her clothes or anything. Uh, but she went grocery shopping. Well, but they fold their clothes so because they don't want to cause, they they like to, for things, I don't know, it's like for things to be not as messy as, they don't want people to find them as messy or something. I don't know. Mm. Why would you buy gross? like folding clothes is a lot different than buying groceries. Hmm. Because why would you buy groceries for a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I still don't think you would fold your clothes, but like. Well, they, that I just read that, sui- like, suicide. Like, people, not in the woods even, like, everywhere. Like, a lot of times people will, like, fold their clothes before they kill themselves. I don't know why they take off their clothes, though. So. Well, then I think they need to go reinvestigate. Maybe they really didn't. And somebody forced them to write the notes and fold the clothes. Well, and there are serial killers that they've found out about that were working in national parks for a long, like, decades. And they just now catch them. Like that Steven Sainer's brother that was a serial killer. He killed people in like Yosemite. And it could were, be some rangers doing it. It could be rangers doing it, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that, I feel like that would be the way to explain why you find their bodies. Months months later. Like yeah, in, because in like, spots that are like people have looked already. Some of them like. Okay, so, you know, like, once you die, you your body starts decomposing, especially in extreme weather conditions. Some of them 
it's like they Unless just it's really died. cold. Yeah, but some of them look like they just died. But, that but day. if it's really cold, though, you don't. They it can slow your decomp for like a really long time. It still does not explain how they already searched that spot and then you end up there. Well, yeah, no, I don't understand that part. And you know, some and then like some that years later, whatever, they find the remains in that spot, but they already checked it, and. Maybe they were already, maybe they were alive when they were searching for him. And, like, they were just missing, like, deep in the woods. And by the time they were able to, like, crawl to a space where they had already searched for them, that's when they died. Yeah, I mean, that is a good theory. Yeah. I mean, I just thought of that because genius. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it reminds me of those five guys that went. The five guys that got lost in the woods. The with the radiation poison is that what you're no. Uh, these five guys that went to a basketball game. They played in a basketball game, and then they left. It's the something five in California, and they don't understand why any of them got it. Like the car still had gas. Their car they pulled it over or something, and oh yeah, they don't know why they got out. Yeah, they got out and they walked a really long way. One of them was found, like, in a shack, but he was real malnourished. Oh, with the food? He had, like, starved to death, but there was, like, food in a locked storage place, like, next door, which, I mean, he could have broken into. Blair Witch, maybe? Maybe it's it probably is the Blair Witch. Maybe. I think we just solved it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we go. They went to play hide-and-go shriek in the woods. <laughs> is that how <laughs> And then they died. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Zach. I said Zach. No, it's Zach. Cause it's killing them. Oh, I said yeah, I said <laughs> that. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zach's out there, like, putting, I don't know, using berries for his lipstick and murdering people. Since he's real. <laughs> Since he's a real person. Oh, but let's, let's be real, though. This David... Politis. Mm-hmm. David, David, Dave, Dave Politis. Yeah. He went deep in the rabbit hole. I if mean, you guys want to, go right ahead. And he does believe in Bigfoot. Let's, like, <laughs> you cannot let that go. No, because that kind of discredits him a lot to me. <laughs> you romanticize. Okay, yeah, I romanticize slasher, 80 slasher movies before they die. Thank you. <laughs> it's before they die. And also, my character did not die. The one that I. The one that I was when I would I would pretend you know I was like oh that's me because uh, I was the sex the, well she wasn't sex Judy yeah when Judy she didn't die so just saying her hair though Ugh. it's thick in all the wrong places I don't know but I love these conspiracy theories and I can think of about a thousand things that could have happened I mean they could have gotten lost and they didn't search where they were and then they stumbled back to the spot and died there from dehydration or hypothermia. I, on the other hand, believe something is out there. Like cave people? No, Bigfoot. You do believe in Bigfoot? Oh my no, God. I don't believe in Bigfoot. That was a joke <laughs> that you said that. Yeah, it's like aliens. <laughs> yeah, it could or, be Or, I mean, it really could be a cannibal cult. Like, I mean, the hills have eyes. But they're not eating them. Okay, well, when I said cannibal cold, I was just meaning the hills have eyes. It could just be some, like, crazy family that doesn't want them near their cave home. Or why are they just taking one but not the other? 
What? Why are they taking one and not the other? And why do their animals come back and they don't? Because animals are smart. <laughs> well, then why did the animals run off in the first place? The people wouldn't go. Some of them went and chased their animals because their animals ran off and then they disappeared. Well, then, I mean, have you not, I mean, you not seen Homeward Bound? They'll come back. Like Unsolved Mysteries, all those ones about animals that are like helping you find cancer in your or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, maybe there are weird, like alien, like people living in caves yeah. that are like. Because that guy who said he stuck his hand through his dog ran through it. That his, is that is crazy. I don't know about that. His dog came back. What was it like? Two weeks later. Yeah. Well, usually. Yeah, like I've heard about extremely dogs. dehydrated. Yeah, they they usually try to come. Well, not usually. I don't know that, but I've heard stories about where they. Come but the strange uh, the strange thing is that there's always like a body of water near too. That's weird. I just don't know if I believe the guy. I mean, no, or, David or the other? No, the guy with the hand. Oh. Like, did he talk about what state he was in when this happened? Like, not state in America, but like what his. Uh, oh, state of mind? Yeah. Well, according to David. Was he lost or. According to David, some of them might have health issues or some kind of physical disability. No, I mean, this one guy specifically. That's what I'm saying. So, I don't know. He said most of them do. Because so I, I wonder if that guy had been lost. Like, what? Because it's a lot different if that incident had happened as soon as he started hiking or if it happened after he had been lost for three days and hadn't had any water. You know what I mean? Well, according to him, him and his friend were camping. Stupid. Why camp? <laughs> I just think it's stupid. And we're his, gonna get killed over this. <laughs> just I mean, like we like to camp. Like um, no, I had a horrible experience. It was just awful. Yeah, I, no, I don't the like ground. it. Yes, and then the bugs. I just mm-mm. Mm-mm. but like him and his friend, they were camping, and the dog runs off. Dude goes chase his dog, and he's chasing his dog. His dog goes stray. You know, he feels the gush of wind. He sticks his hand in. It just you know, that's what happened. So his dog ran into the other dimension. <laughs> I just wonder if this guy had been, you know, was it that this is the beginning of his hike or was it like, like he had been do, like he was chasing the dog and the dog ran ahead of him and then he felt the gush of wind. I know, but like when in the hike did this happen? Because he could have been already starting to have like signs of hypothermia if he had or signs of no, he was only gone for like an hour. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then he turned like he turned back around and was like, after that he was like, nope, okay, bye, Buster forget you but so wait he did you say he was with a friend yeah. or just a, he was his with someone fr- else too? yeah his friend was like okay where are they <laughs> and then I oh mean, he like, turned around i thought the guy's only his hand was the only thing that yeah he only stuck his hand through it and then when his hand disappeared he was like okay bye no, i'm turning around forget you buster and turn, i don't know the dog's name but <laughs> then goes back to his friend and dude was like i've only been you know i've I haven't been gone that long. He's like, you were gone for like an hour or two, something like that. He wasn't gone that long. Was his friend like near him when he walked away? Yeah, they, yeah, his friends, they both seen the dog run into the woods. So did his friend see his hand disappear? No, his friend didn't walk with him. He just got up and chased after his dog. Uh, His friend stayed Okay, so he got to a certain point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he wasn't too, I guess, I don't know if he was too far in the woods, but he can't figure out where he was in the woods. But I can see that being hard. To figure out anyway. You know what I mean? Like, when you get deep into... Uh, well, apparently, I don't do this. I don't... <laughs> but when you... Like, there is so much 
area and a lot of national forests that are not for hiking. Like it's just like trees and no one really it's it's not for you to go into really. And it's, it's easy like it kind of all would look, end up looking the same. I feel like and I and I really believe I would be the one that would disappear because I'm like, oh, this is off limb fence. Let's go look. Well, I feel like it would dumb. be easy for me to get into the middle of like if I if I didn't realize it and I was like chasing my dog or something like that, and you know you so you're not really like paying attention and they go off the trail and you get like a certain amount. Well, I wouldn't get that far because I wouldn't be able to run that far. But <laughs> let's say I could. And you get like what a mile in or something like that, and then you don't know. Everything looks the same, so you don't. It's hard to know even which way you came from. It's not like not all, but some of them, and that's what happened is their animal runs off and they go and chase their animal. Um, you know, some some of them did come back. Um, most of them didn't. Their animals do though, and their animals always come back dehydrated. Well, they would. But there's water nearby. But a lot of times, like, I mean, maybe some do- like some animals wouldn't drink out of it, though, or are scared of it. Like, sh- my dog's, she's scared of the lake. She won't go near it. I'm not a dog person either. Don't come at me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, well, she's, yeah, she doesn't like, he, I mean, he used to be afraid of his his food bowl, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, if, like, a dog runs into the woods, I'm not chasing it. I'm that's just me personally. Yeah, there are definitely some weird things about this, but I think for the most part, I think it can be explained. Especially, I mean, not especially, but even with seasoned hikers and hunters and stuff like that, I think no matter how good you are at it, I think it would be really easy to find yourself lost if you go into an uncharted area. Oh, yeah. And then at that point, if you can't get out and you're walking around for days, especially if it gets cold at night and you don't, maybe you brought water for two days, but you don't have it for four. Well, you better ration that out. Yeah, but I mean like. If if I'm lost and I only have two bottles of water. What was that? To build a fire. Have you not ever read that short story? To build a fire with that, guy, like seasoned. It's no, a, it's I'm a, taking oh. very small sips. <laughs> Extremely small sips of that two bottles of water. Well, uh, I think also with seasoned, seasoned hikers and stuff, they probably are like more likely to think they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like they're like, well, I have it. I'm fine. And then they realize two days in, they're like, oh my God, I'm in the middle of this like uncharted area of the forest and I'm like two miles in and I have no idea how to get out and I thought I had enough. What if the experienced hikers are like, okay, well, here's, because there's markers when you go on hikes and trails and stuff. What if, like, whoever's doing this, like the aliens, are, like, trying <laughs> the, to confuse. The cave people. <laughs> the cave people, aliens, <laughs> you know, the other dimension. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're walking, and they see the markers, and they get off the trail, and that's how they disappear. Well, I, well, I think, especially when it comes to people like that, they're more likely to go off the trail because no i'm saying there's they're they're on the trail or whatever because there's markers there's like i'm just saying season people are more likely to go off the trail because they're like i know what i'm doing so but what if they're like we're going to stick to this trail and there's like okay here's a marker up here a couple of feet and it's the markers are for babies (laughs) (laughs) 
But okay, so they you get don't up even to go bar. hiking. So I know, <laughs> but I feel. I mean, I might not even stay on the trail. I'll be like, this is. I'm. I want to be rebellious. That's that would be me. They're and like, oh, I, you can't go here, and I'm like, well. And then you step into see. Camp Crystal Lake with the Hills Have Eyes cave people. I'm like, come on, Emily, let's go explore over here. <laughs> that would like, definitely be, especially it, if there's like an unmarked grave. Or I'm like, there. I heard there was a dead body in here. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> like, there's an unmarked grave site over here. Let's go. And I'm like, yeah. Well, I think, I do think people underestimate how much area is not for hiking in those, in those places. Um. I don't know why my phone's going off. It's on silent. So that's that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, I lost my train of thought. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> so we're back. I still don't understand why my phone was going off. But anyway, I was saying, I think people underestimate how much we have left to discover or, you know, make trails and stuff in the national forest because it's not like you can just go through and sweep an entire area like that because a lot of it the reason that there are no trails and stuff there is because uh the it's impossible because of like the there are cliffs and ravines and stuff like that so i think that we kind of think about hiking in this one in the areas like you see, you know, this trail, this trail, but there's like so much more out there. So I think people probably just get lost. I just don't under, I don't know how they get. The only thing I can think of is that they get, they are trying to get back and that's when they die or something like that. I mean, yeah, that could be. I just, I don't know. I just think it's very, very strange. Yeah. I mean, there's a kid that died in, well, I don't know if he's dead. But I've read this book about disappearances in the Great Smoky Mountains, which is really good and creepy. But there was this little boy that went missing, and I think he was, like, slow. He was, like, a little bit it, – it, back in the 20s or 30s or something. He was, like, mildly disabled, I think. Um, and he went missing. They've never found him. And what a lot of people think is that there are a lot of places where – it looks like you can walk on it, but it'll just be a big pile of, like, leaves will be covering, like, a big ditch, like, down, and it goes really far down. And if you were to fall in there and hit your head and get unconscious or whatever, like, people would never find you in there. That sounds like a <clears> trap. <throat> like, someone made a trap. Well, I mean, it, but it, it's not a trap. But it's like a natural think. thing, I think. Yeah. That's what you think. It could be the alien. Well, it could be the cave cave people's traps. <laughs> Bigfoot. Or Bigfoot creates traps. Um, yeah, well, this has been going on for decades. Um, you know, David talks about how long it's been going on and says that there's about 14 forever, to 6. probably. Like, yeah. As long yeah. as, like, people have been. I mean, that happened in the 20s, that little boy. So, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, probably forever. Yeah. And yeah. Bobby as, like, was in the When they 50s? started the national park system is probably when it started happening. Well, Teddy Roosevelt. He said that there's about fourteen to sixteen hundred cases of disappearances. Um, but Emily was telling me that uh, what was it that who went and was the Rangers was like, well, we don't keep track or something like that. It could oh be more. yeah. Um, so I liken it kind of. I don't want to. I don't want to start a thing. This has nothing to do with my opinions on guns. Okay, 
but I liken it to how they do background checks for guns. Um, when you like, when you get a background check for a gun, you go through this process and it's through the FBI, but the FBI expects each state to give them information on criminals. So there are some states that are not as good at it. They don't send as much or they're not, they don't, they just don't care as much. So like if you committed a murder in a certain state that does, isn't really good about sending that information into the FBI, you probably could buy a gun and it would never come up on your, on your check. So there's a system kind of like that after 9-11 that they put into place. I can't remember what it's called. So um, something it started with an N. It starts with an I. Oh, yeah, I it's am? like M, Imger or something like that. Something. Um, let's see. Emars or Imars, something like that. It's a digital database for incident and criminal reports. Um, so it was, so when it was established, it would enable all interior law enforcement agencies to use a common department-wide reporting and records management system that could provide secure, accurate, reliable, and timely law enforcement information necessary to more effectively carry out Interior's public safety, homeland security, and resource protection missions. But the article goes on to say, today it's notoriously loathed by government staff. It's allegedly buggy and poorly made. It has a tendency to create duplicate entries and is tedious to search. So the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has entirely refused to use it. Um... And then it went on to say that the whole system needs to be thrown thrown out. Uh, the technical side sucks and is less intuitive, but the accountability is shoved onto street-level supervisors to check that people are doing their job. None of it's automated. Every park has its own special semi-autonomous fiefdom. That's what it says there. I don't know. Um, in other words, each park can decide who will lead a missing persons case, and if that ends up being local law enforcement, that's usually where the records will be. And then it said a spokesperson for a major national park once told the person writing the article it wasn't their responsibility to keep such files and that person had asked for a list of missing persons there in that national park and the question baffled them. Obviously, you should go to the sheriff's office, they said, and they weren't evasive about telling this person that it wasn't their problem. So they don't even really keep good record, or they don't. I guess there's no one place that they keep the records of these people anyway. I mean, so it could be a whole lot more than what David thinks. Since there's yeah. really not a, well, a good record. Well, he also believes in Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm not getting over that. I I I like all the... I mean, he went in-depth with his research enough that no, he... I, he did do good research on... So just take the fact that he believes in Bigfoot. Just take that out. I just he, think that because of that, he... Like, the stories are a little bit biased. Like, he's a little too eager to believe certain things. Well, and um, maybe there's more evidence that makes it weird or strange that he doesn't really talk about in it uh, maybe he can't or something or maybe there's more evidence that it does make sense that he doesn't want to explain because it doesn't go with his like this is weird theory <laughs> I, I mean most police officers are cynical so I don't know I just think that I mean because him being a former police officer and him going to other um, police officers 
and asking, they are more forthcoming with him because, you know, he's, you know, he's one of them. Yeah, I mean, I believe some of this stuff. I just think that there are probably more, more times than not, I think there's a logical explanation. Now, there probably are some that, like, there are some weird things definitely about it. You know, and he does say that there is, you know, that number is, like, significantly low because this is, like, decades. Like, how many people do disappear? It's really not, like, fourteen to 1,600. It's just, it's been over decades of it. Right. So, how many disappear, like... But then again, they some of the four national parks or forests doesn't really report, I'm assuming. And I'm sure he does know that probably the majority of these people got lost. Yeah. I mean, that's, that has to be. Most of, I mean, and a lot of times they're never found. So. Well, I think that he did his research and took the ones that just got lost or the ones that fell and hurt themselves or, you know, stuff like well, he, that yeah, out of the gonna, equation. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, come up with your own theory or whatever. You know, watch the movie for Missing 411 or pick up one of his books. Yeah, Missing 411 is free, and it's not a long movie either. It's only like an hour, an hour or, something or something like that. Yeah. It it's, not, it's not very long. Isn't it on, like, um, Netflix? It's, it's on YouTube. YouTube. I know it's on YouTube. I don't know it? if it's on Netflix. I, oh, I watched okay. it on YouTube. Okay, yeah. Um, that's where I watched it at. It was on um, YouTube. But he, there's like so many of them. He can only pick certain cases to right. talk about for the movie. Um, I guess just if you want to hear more about a certain person that you've heard about, pick up the book that it, it could be in. Yeah, There's and eight. I also highly recommend that Disappearances in the Great Smoky Mountains, especially, I mean, well, if you live in Tennessee, especially, because there's, there's one about this woman that's totally creepy, and I'm not going to go into it because we don't have time, but it's, like, real creepy. So, um, do you think that we should end by talking about what our next episode's going to be about? Because it's going to be cool. <laughs> yes, we can. Okay, because it's not going to come out on we're, we're doing these every two weeks, and they're always going to come out on Tuesdays, except for the one that's going to come out on Friday the 13th in November. And we will be doing the whole episode about Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, because we do have a interview with one of the cast members of Part 2, Russell Todd, and it's so awesome, and he's so hot, so... <laughs> Yes, she has been oh my god she's yeah so excited so um after this episode the next episode will be on november 13th which is a friday and then we'll pick back up again doing our every two weeks on tuesdays so the one after that will be on the 23rd of november or not the 23rd the 24th so yeah and uh which we'll be discussing angela hammond and i don't know what you're gonna what movie you're gonna pick but um haven't decided yet so. I have plenty of time. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks for listening. And um, like a, like we told you earlier, it's on the Instagram as well. You can send us feedback at our Gmail, which is fullbodyfrights at gmail.com, um, or anything you want to hear us talk about. Or you can um, direct message us on Instagram. Please follow us. Our name is fullbodyfrights, no spaces all lowercase on Instagram. And we do put some extra like pictures and stuff from the stuff we talk about on there. 
and uh, you can get on our Facebook group. It's called Scary Movies All Night Long. And we do like watch parties and we do trivia contests on the 20. Well, yeah, I don't know when the next one will be after the Nightmare on Elm Street one because we haven't done that one yet. But oh, this will come out after that. So, OK, yeah. yeah. And hopefully we can get everything fixed so we can just get the podcast on YouTube as soon as possible. Yes, <laughs> and yeah. without it messed up because I messed it up this time. So anyway, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.